0: Hey, I'm a little worried about Joe. He used to be really on the ball with pre- being prepared to run the game, and lately he just doesn't seem all that interested.
1: Yeah, I I thought this might be coming. I think he has a severe case of DMB.
0: Wait, DMB like like the Dave Matthews Band? No, like he, is he going to go on follow them around the country or something? No, no, it, it's it's Dungeon Master Burnout. It can be pretty serious. Oh, wh- wh- in in what way?
1: Well, being a DM can be lots of fun, but side effects may include exhaustion, lack of motivation, frustration, negative emotions, cognitive problems, slipping performance, interpersonal problems, among other things.
0: Oh, that does sound bad. Dave Matthews' band would have been a lot better. This time on Becoming DM, we're talking about DM burnout. Hey, everyone, this is John. And Danielle. And as we mentioned there in the opener, we are talking about DM burnout. But before we uh, really get into that, let's talk a little bit about what burnout is. And when you hear the term burnout, you you often think of it referring to um, the workplace and, and stuff like that. And that's because back in 1974... Uh, This guy named Herbert Freudenberger, I'm going to say that wrong, I know, (laughs) used it to describe what could happen in a work environment. And and he basically said, it's the extinction of motivation or incentive, especially when one's devotion to a cause or relationship fails to produce the desired results. Wow, that sounds a lot like DM burnout to me. (laughs) Uh, And and I think that extinction of motivation can happen outside of work too, right?
1: Oh, it absolutely can, especially when you consider how much time and effort dungeon masters put into their game. Like we put a lot of ourselves and a lot of work into the games.
0: So today we're going to cover how to recognize, avoid, and hopefully treat some some burnout. Uh, we are by no means medical professionals, <laughs> and neither is and DM burnout is not a, a medically recognized condition. So I think we're all good there. <laughs> <laughs> So let's go ahead and start talking about uh, about recognizing. It. I'll let you kind of kick it off.
1: Yeah, for recognizing DM burnout, there's a lot of things that can happen, and it's just when you're looking at your session and you really just don't want to put the effort into plan a session. Like you're you're looking at it and you're just dragging your heels. You just can't can't get yourself excited about doing it.
0: Yeah, that next show on Netflix is a lot more exciting than than planning <laughs> out your your game. That might be a signal, right? No doubt. <laughs> and I I mean, I've had this happen to me several times where I had a lot of ideas that I wanted to kind of put down on paper for the for the game, and I just got to the point where it it really had I had zero motivation to do it. I had all the tools in place and and I would write it down on my to-do list and I would get get Onto the day I was going to do it and be like, oh, I can do that some other time. I've got some laying around on the couch to do. I'll just do that instead.
1: Oh, for sure. And another thing is just if if you're just not caring about your descriptions or even the result, the results of when you're running a game. Like, have you ever been running a game and you're just so tired that it you don't even care? It's like something bad happens to the PC maybe that wasn't supposed to happen and mm-hmm. you just, just, whatever. Well, let the quintessential rocks fall, you die. <laughs> you know, it's just like, whatever, <laughs> rocks fall. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I don't care.
0: Yeah, and, and it, it also could be that you had this big plan and the players disrupted it. It was like... Yeah, whatever. That's That doesn't matter. That's fine. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it could be not caring about what happens to the players. It also could be not caring what happens to your carefully constructed plans that you had written before you were in burnout.
1: Most definitely. Because, I mean, any any DM who's put a lot of time and effort into planning something knows exactly how soul-crushing that moment is. When when your PCs are like, no, we're not going to open this door into this tome that, you know, is super huge and awesome. And we're going to go dig this hole over in this other continent for some reason.
0: <laughs> we want to start a scorpion farm and farm their venom so that we can make anti-venom for people and make our money that way.
1: Is that all right? <laughs> Best game ever. <laughs>
0: And, and to that i mean it, it could be that that you're just having less fun running the games it used to be that uh, that you really enjoyed when you had uh, had a session uh, this could lead to like having dread that you're you you have a session coming up and i always say whenever i whenever i give any recommendations to people that everybody at the table should be having fun and, and I think a lot of people, when they think of the game, they don't include the DM as everyone, but I 100% say the DM is one of those people that should be having fun. Now we shouldn't be having fun at somebody else's expense typically, but we should be having fun. And if you're not doing that, that could be an uh, an indication of a problem.
1: Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, push comes to shove, um, tabletop role-playing games, they're, they're games, right? Everybody mm-hmm. who's playing them should be having fun. And as the DM, you are playing the game. You're just playing on the other side of the table or the screen as you are. Um, so there's like, you have to have fun when you're doing it. If you're not having fun, then you're not playing a game. And if you're not playing a game, then you're not really doing the thing.
0: Yep. and 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 that can kind of lend itself to making the whole process feel more like you're working at a job or, or just doing something that you have to do, because now you've got this thing that you've been doing all this time and you've spent all this time on it. You're kind of committed to it now. These people are playing the game and they're expecting you to be there. So you're, you you end up kind of doing it like it's almost a, uh, this requirement that you have to do it. You don't really care about doing it anymore. And, and so you're just doing it. It's like a job.
1: No, oh, it can definitely turn into a job, especially when you're starting to hit that burnout point where you have to start scheduling time and forcing yourself to work on it and and mm. trying to organize everything and it can get really really jobby if if you start getting burned out and start losing that motivation and that that fun aspect that you're having.
0: Yeah, you really have to pay attention to where your um where your passion kind of lies in this and and where your fun lies and and even if you're getting into that point where it seems like work, I feel like sometimes just remembering those points that you really enjoy and focusing on those for a little bit can help. Uh, but we're going to talk a we're going to talk a little bit about how to deal with burnout here here in a little bit. That's just a preview. <laughs>
1: <laughs> for sure, um, another sign uh, to recognize and to look out for is that you're having trouble running the game because. So, like if you sit down at the table and your general DM style is really fluid, you've usually got names for NPCs just rolling through your head and and for some reason, well, unknown to you possibly, is that uh, you just you've got this NPC and you cannot think of a name for him. You've just got this massive mental block and you're, you're just struggling your way through it. Um, that can be another sign of burnout, too, you know, because when mm-hmm. you start getting stressed and all that stuff, it will start to affect your your ability to think clearly.
0: Yep. And and just tying directly into that ability to think clearly, uh, you, you can get into a, into a situation where players are getting on your nerves a lot more than usual. And, yeah, there are some players that maybe get on everybody's nerves from time to time. But this is different. This is where you just kind of get to the point where you want to strike out at them. You want to just, you're just beyond, uh, annoyance. And you're, I think more into the, I'm going to just do anything to make this person be quiet. And and that can get into how you run the game that can get into, obviously everybody's enjoyment of the game. Um, um, and I, I, I will admit that I have had this uh, a couple of times and, uh, one time I was not so good at recognizing it. And so I, I had a really bad session and, and I had to come back after that session and say, Hey guys, I'm really sorry about this. Here's what's going on. We're just gonna, gonna retcon that, uh, that, that session and we will, we will do it again. And, uh, and then sometimes I, I will recognize it. I'll take a step back and I'll be like, okay, obviously something's going on. Let's all take a break here and maybe I can cool my head.
1: Yeah, it's, it's absolutely imperative that you pay attention to your own, you know, essentially mental health while you're running the mm-hmm. game because um, just precursors, the things that we've been talking about up, up till now, things to recognize, these things showing up in your game and showing up in yourself, if you are able to recognize them and take a step back, like you said, um, it can really help so that you don't end up going over that cliff and needing to come back to your group and apologize. I'm not going to lie. I've, I've been there too, where I was just, I was at the edge. I didn't realize it. And and I ended up having a bad session.
0: Yeah. And, and let's be honest. I, I feel like in a lot of cases, DMs can end up being sort of like a dime store therapist for the players because a lot of times players are are working out their issues as they play their character. And so so I'm not going to say that we're like actual therapists, but <laughs> but as a result, I think that a lot of DMs can can uh, lose sight of themselves uh, somewhat just because they're they're focused on burning the game, having fun, and making sure that people are having fun and understanding when, when those people are doing weird crap in the game, it may just be them working something out and trying to, trying to move along with it. And I, I think you, you kind of lose the, the taking care of your own, uh, your own self there a little bit.
1: Well, you definitely can. It's, you can, you can get real lost in the whole thing. Um, but there's, there's a lot of different things that can cause these things to happen to you. And one of the big ones is time pressure and frequency of sessions. Um, mm-hmm. I know some people that... Well, there's one person I know in particular where he has a weekly session that runs from eight to 12 hours every Friday Wow! for six years. He's been doing it. Um, and so he to date hasn't had burnout (laughs) which is amazing but that's also because he really really loves his storyline but if you've got stuff happening, like if you try and set yourself up these goals, like, oh, that sounds really cool to do a campaign like that. I'm going to start my own eight to 12 hour weekly campaign, <laughs> right? And Because you, you, I heard somebody else did that. That's totally doable. And then you find yourself, you know, like two weeks later, crying yourself to sleep. What have I done?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really important to when you're making the decision on things like frequency of your game to understand that everybody's different that you as a DM need to really look at your your life and what goes on in your life maybe you have kids maybe you've got a really demanding job maybe you do a lot of volunteer work whatever it is understand what those those time commitments outside of playing the game are and use that to help guide you for for how frequent they are Uh, in fact i when i started my pathfinder game i specifically told everybody that was joining listen this is only going to be once a month because i don't currently have time I i had kids and scouts i had job i had travel with work and stuff like that so there was no way that i was going to do more than once a month and as a result that game has actually gone pretty well. It's still going today. It's been a couple it's been a couple of years now and I I well from time to time I'll have things that that make it like I need to I I need to take a step back, but overall I think I've I've largely avoided burnout just because of this one thing that the time pressure and frequency of the sessions.
1: Oh, absolutely. Knowing your schedule and what you can take on is is massive because as soon as you start to bite off more than you can chew, your jaw's going to get sore, you know, and you're going mm-hmm. to get tired. But a, yep. a, on top of that is with the, like the time pressures and frequency of uh sessions is like you said just having other life stuff come up, right? Cuz there's so much in your life that can come up. And a lot of times like I've talked to a couple other DMs about this and they'll plan um They'll be like, well, I'm not really that busy, right? But they they don't give themselves opportunities for any other free time, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm always free on Fridays. Well, with those always free on Fridays, those are the days that you go hang out with your other friends. Those are the nights that you go (laughs) camping, right? And pretty soon you sign them all up for something else. So you have to think also about what could come up you know, stuff that might come up and allow yourself extra time so that you don't burn out so that, you know, if you do have that one free night a week that you're not signing it so that you're booked solid, you know, maybe set it up for once a month like John did.
0: Yeah. Yep. Uh, So another kind of cause of burnout can be difficult to players. And and. Before we go onto this, I want to say that I think that a good portion, a significant portion of a burnout is what we just talked about. It's it's that time pressure, it's your frequency of sessions, it's it's the the that there's time that's required in between those sessions to do things. So I think time is a huge part of that burnout. But there are other things that that kinda kinda stack on top of that, like difficult players. So if you've got players in your game that that always try to break your game, and I've heard stories about people who had players that point blank said, my goal is to break your game. And I mean, first off, I would say, well, maybe you should <laughs> find a different game then.
1: <laughs> On top of that is is rule lawyers. Have you ever had a rule lawyer at the table?
0: Um, so... I haven't per se. I will say that when I'm a player in a game, I do have to watch myself and I, (laughs) I need to, I definitely need to watch myself. Um, I, I, I'm not necessarily a, a rules lawyer in in that I try to get all the rules that benefit myself, but I am kind of like a, a rules vomiter i don't know if that's <laughs> if that's a term where i where like if I see something that's not according to rules I'll, I'll like point that out, hey, this is how it's supposed to be um, I, I feel
1: like that's just like the effect of being a dm that flips back yeah. over to the side the other side of the table is that your your job is knowing so many of the rules and once you're on the player side you're like nope this is a rule nope this is a rule and it can <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah it can it can get on people's ne- i have to be careful about it too because you know once you know all the rules you know it just comes it's just in your head
0: yeah. And there, I, I will say that there are some people that, uh, that listen to the show that are in a game that I play in that'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I see you doing that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but aside from those rules lawyers, you can also just have like stuff that's just, and we had an episode a while back, uh, called, uh, dealing with problem players. And so anybody that's in that, that problem players, I think, can qualify on this difficult players list. I think that one of the big things is players that are always late and don't show up because you've got this plan and you are supposed to start at a certain time and now it's taking longer because they're showing up late. So that can all kind of add into there too.
1: Yeah, or playing with their phones all the time. Because oh, that can yeah. get immensely frustrating for the for the dungeon master. Because you're you've put all this work and time into creating this experience, essentially for your players, and they can't be bothered to stop Snapchatting. You know, it's like <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's
1: like you you signed up for this. This you signed up to come here to be at this table. I agreed to do all this work, and that can get frustrating. But that frustration adds to stress, which encourages yep. burnout.
0: Yep. Yeah, so I invite uh, invite you all to, to um, go back and listen to our uh, dealing with problem players episode to kind of, if you wanted to hear more about that. Uh, for right now, we'll go ahead and move forward to our next reason, and it still deals with players, but I think it's a little bit different. It's it's lack of communication from players, and this ties into uh, DM imposter syndrome and a couple other things um, that that really I think play into burnout because. If you've got a lot of DM imposter syndrome, again, we talked about that in a previous episode as well. Then that can really lend itself to to you just feeling like I don't want to do this and and getting burnt out even quicker. I think.
1: Oh, it definitely can. Like you shouldn't have to fight the table. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. except with, with dice. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but you shouldn't have to fight all your players to to get everybody to do what everybody came to do, right? That's what everybody wants mm-hmm. to do. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be a game. And you really shouldn't have to try and reconvince them to participate, you know?
0: Yep. Well, and and then beyond that, I will say if there are players listening, and I'm, I'm hoping that there are, um, that just giving your DMs some, some feedback, like, Hey, I, I really enjoyed the session tonight. I, 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 thought that this was really cool. What you did here, um, that can have a big effect on, on a DM from both the, the imposter syndrome as well as the burnout. Cause I, I don't know about you, but when, when I have somebody saying that they like what I'm doing, it's a lot easier for me to continue doing that. And, and, and go beyond what maybe I would normally get burnt out with.
1: Oh, it, it's it's a huge motivator. I had uh, I ran a session this Friday with some new people, and one of them messaged me Saturday morning and was like, "That was amazing. Thank you." That kind of idea, and to wake up to that kind of message as a dungeon master, it's like the highlight of my week. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and it and immediately I got super motivated about oh yeah, they really liked that. I'm going to do this and I can plan that. And I started, you know, all the creative juices all started flowing. I got all excited about the campaign again. And it can really, really help if you, you know, tell your your DM, you know, stuff that you liked. And they can, it it helps us and
0: it'll help you in the end. And what I will say is that telling them that you liked the session is good, but telling them that specific things you liked about the session is awesome because that, tells us that these things I'm doing here I need to keep doing, maybe in a different way to make it new and unique, but these things are things that the players are picking up on and really enjoying, rather than just having a blanket nice session. Oh, definitely. <laughs> it could be
1: like, that was a nice session, and I'll interpret that as, oh, they really, really enjoyed the heavy role play, but they're actually talking about the fact that I used miniatures. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> you know, and so being uh, being specific can really, really... <laughs> Adjust how that's interpreted.
0: Yeah, and and then additionally on that communication front, uh, failing to get responses from people when you're planning times for sessions, everybody's got a, everybody's got complicated schedules these days. So um, when it comes to planning sessions, it can really be uh, a demotivator if if you don't get responses and, and like well nobody seems to want to play so i'm just going to stop planning i'm just going to stop doing anything with this
1: yeah that and late responses too i had this happen a couple of weeks ago where i posted you know does this work for everybody and everybody responded yes 1 hour before the session and <laughs> i i had already get cuz i posted it like a couple of days before and so i was like oh okay it's just not happening so i didn't do any planning at all And then, and the group is big. It's eight people, eight players at the table. It's insane. Wow. And so, eight people, an hour before the session, were like, let's do it. I was like, I don't, oh, oh no.
0: (laughs) It's not happening, guys. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think we kind of uh, uh, stuck around on the ca- causes of burnout. I mean, there's there's plenty more out there. I'm sure that uh, that those of you listening have ones that you could probably identify um, and, and ones that are similar or maybe completely different than what we have on this list. But let's get into talking about preventing and dealing with the burnout. And I, I think the first thing that you need to do once you have identified, hey, I'm getting close to burning out or I am burned out you need to have a a conversation with the players at the table. Just be upfront and say, look, here's what's going on. I'm, I'm really concerned that I'm, I'm getting burned out on this. And by telling them you are, you are giving them the opportunity to, to help you first off. And, and you're letting them know ahead of time that, that, um, when you make decisions that are that are changes to try and help you get out of being burned out they'll understand why you're doing it.
1: Oh exactly. Like you said nobody can help you if they don't know what's going on, right? Like maybe they, if they don't know that you're about to get burned out or that you are burned out, then they might like you know, they might not notice, right? And if your players notice, if you tell them that, you know, it's like this is getting a bit too heavy, um, the nice part is, is that the players could come up with ideas and offers that could help reduce your load.
0: Yep. And, and that I think is a, is a huge thing because if there are things that are just, you're just dropping because you're at the point where you're like, I don't care about this stuff. Um, but it's something that a player could pick up. That's, that's a great way to help you get out of there. And, and we'll talk about that here in, in, in just a minute, but Um, so moving, moving on, once you've kind of told your players, some of the options that you have to try and get out of, uh, get out of the funk, um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, is, is reduce the frequency of the session. As, as we mentioned, uh, earlier, uh, a big, huge cause of, of this burnout can be the, the time that you're that you're having the sessions, how frequently you're having them, the time commitment outside of the sessions to make them all work and all of that stuff. So reducing the frequency can take a a load off there, right?
1: Oh, it absolutely can. I find when I start getting burnt out, one of the best things that I do for myself is I cut my sessions in half immediately. Um, Mm -hmm. And what I do then is I still use that same time, but say if we always play on Friday nights, then this Friday we're playing and next Friday I'm planning. Or if I just can't deal with it, then I just will take Friday off completely. But I And then it gives me that scheduled time for planning, and I just don't worry about any part of d d until I get to that block of time and just give myself that, that mental break to just kind of step back and take a breather from the whole situation.
0: Yeah, and I think the big thing here with reducing the frequency of those sections is, is to give yourself time to not think about gaming. So if you're gonna if you're gonna reduce your sessions down in half like that or maybe every other Friday you're gonna spend um, spend planning where you used to have a, a session there, then the time that you you used to do planning with, don't do planning there. Do something else. Give your give your brain a, a break and and don't be in this just constant plan and play plan and play mode uh, in your head.
1: Oh, absolutely! You 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 have to take a time to do the full mental break and do things that are healthy. Um, essentially, self care. You have to self care yourself better. You know, if you're burnt out, that's it's well, it's not it's not a legitimate illness, but <laughs> it's not good, right? And so you have to take some care, do some healing. You know, watch a movie, go outdoors. You know, get get a little bit of exercise, go for a walk, look at a bird. Um, you know, whatever. You know you best. So whatever it is that makes you feel better, happy, peaceful, that kind of stuff. Just de-stressing.
0: Yep. And and so, I mean, one of the things that I... Um, I, I like to create things. But I also know that, that working on this show is not a break that would prevent my DM burnout. Because I'm just talking more about D&D. And while I enjoy it... <laughs> it doesn't give my brain a process to think on something else to dwell on something else there. So, uh, what I've actually started doing recently, I, I, uh, found these old recordings of this band I was in in college and I am working on getting them all, uh, all transitioned to MP3s and get them actually up on Spotify. Cause it's, it's something that I thought would be fun for me to be able to listen to it anytime I wanted. Um, I don't really care if somebody else wants to listen to it, but they'll be there when they're there. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think the key thing there is that that it, whatever that downtime is, I, I think it makes the most sense for it to be different than, than the game. So different, uh, like putting on
1: music and a new hobby and stuff. But it's also important to distinguish that it can't be work. You can't be like, I went to work today for eight hours, and so that's definitely not time I was thinking about (laughs) D&D, so I'm good to go again. No, (laughs) because work is still not the mental break that we've been discussing, because you need that de-stress, downtime, something you find relaxing, and most people don't find going to work to be the most relaxing and happy-inducing activity that they can conceive of.
0: Yeah, and it's important to keep in mind that that people burn out from work all the time and that burnout can affect your game too. So even if you're not burned out in the game, if you get burned out at work, it can make you just suddenly not want to do anything. So we're stopping planning, we're stopping anything that's outside of the session. It's like I don't know, I'm done. I'm just going to I'm just going to sit here and do nothing. And and so I think that we're we're talking a lot about DM burnout, but it's also important to pay attention to the work side of things because that burnout can affect your game as well.
1: Oh, it absolutely can. Burnout can come from anywhere. And when you're burnt out, like you as a person get burnt out. <laughs> it's not just yeah. the, D- the little DM nugget in your brain is tired and sleepy and it wants to have a nap. It's it's all of you, right? Because you're stressed, yep. you're feeling that stressed and you're losing motivation and all that stuff. And so if, if you get burnt out at work, that that will almost definitely affect your, your D&D stuff. Anything that yep. you have to put a lot of time and effort into.
0: Do you like killing skeletons? Or maybe you prefer to take down pirates on their own ship? Perhaps you prefer hunting down all the guards at the Abbey. Why limit yourself? Do it all! With Darkwind, there's a wide variety of monsters and enemies you can choose to do battle with. That's right, the sponsor for this episode is Darkwind the online text-based role-playing game that's free to play. You can create your character now by going to play.darkwind.org. Log in now and find that enemy you've been looking for. Now let's get back to the show. The next thing to try to take a look at doing to help with your, your burnout, just take a break. And, and that break could come from a different, a couple of different places. You could, you could have one of the people at your table run a game for a while and say, Hey guys, I'm, I'm burnt out. I would love to love to maybe play. Uh, but I, 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 just can't run a game right now for a little bit. And so there may be somebody at your table that's been like, man, I wish I could, I wish I could run a game. I've got this cool idea for an adventure and, and, uh, and uh, just by having somebody else take those responsibilities of, of the planning can can actually help quite a bit.
1: And sometimes, like, I've had players at the table who, who want to try DMing, but they don't want to, like, set up a whole group and sign everybody up for a campaign. And so it's mm-hmm. a good opportunity to give your players somebody who might want to try and DM, you know, a few sessions. Well, depending on your frequency, that could give you a month to a few months off of DMing and give yourself a really really good break. Yep, and give them an opportunity to try DMing.
0: Yeah, but uh, I I will say <laughs> that, and we mentioned this before, don't get into the whole thing of of DMing the DM. Don't be the guy like I am sometimes where you're jumping on all the rules and telling them that they need to run it like this. Um, you, you need to just focus on your character. In only years, <laughs> and just relax, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and like and it's okay to offer advice to a new d m or or any d m really right i I love it when my players give me advice, but maybe not when we're playing the game, you know that's that's good conversation for for post thing you know, especially with a new d m because a lot of times they'll ask you questions if you were their d m uh you know mm-hmm. how was i doing and so try and save even like if if you notice something that's just really bugging you about something that they're doing uh just make a little note of it and then you can get to it later without having your brain hooked onto this trying to dm the dm during the game and it's something that you can note to them afterwards and just Ooh, free that's up a, that's a real that's a really estate. good
0: idea because because i think it 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 like Salves the mind where you want to tell them that, that <laughs> this is not right but it also makes it to where you're not totally disrupting the game that's actually a a, a great suggestion
1: yeah you just just scratch it a little and then you can you know finish itching it later but <laughs> just, just soothe it a little
0: <laughs> yeah um and, and when you have somebody else running a game it doesn't have to be the same system sure you could continue playing the same sort of system but it may also be an awesome way to try out a new game that everybody's been been interested in maybe they maybe they wanted to to look at playing uh teenage mutant ninja turtles or like go back into the vault and play some twilight 2000 i mentioned that because a buddy of mine who listens to the show actually brought (laughs) brought that game up to me um earlier so uh whatever it is you could you could play a totally different game which again gives you i think an even further break from you running the game because you're in a totally different system it's a totally different feel so you're you're even a further step removed
1: absolutely it gives you that that bigger brain break from the whole thing plus you get to try something new because there is a lot of really cool tabletop rpgs out there like there's so many of them uh it's insane i i think i've got me personally i've got a total of eight different systems on my shelf
0: and- yeah, and if you're like me, you'll go to the game store and be like, oh, this looks cool, and you'll buy it, mm. and you'll read through it, and it'll sit on the shelf <laughs> because, because you've already got games running in these other systems, and and you just didn't want to disrupt them. So it may be a great opportunity to say, hey, does anybody want to run um, Apocalypse World? Uh, I, I've got the book that you can look through, and and we can use that, and we could just do that if, if everybody's open to it.
1: Yeah, give everybody a huge break. Or if if nobody's willing to do that, or um, nobody can do that, nobody's got the time for it. Uh, you could just put your game on hiatus. You know, just mm-hmm. take a full break and just be like, you know what? I know that we play once a month, but let's take three months off. I know for me, sometimes um, <clears throat> I'll do a hiatus during summer, right? is everything just gets so busy in in July and August Mm -hmm. that it's easier for me to just say, pause, you know? And then I don't get burnt out over the summer trying to do everything that I'm doing. And everybody knows that they don't have to plan around it.
0: Yeah, and if you take a hiatus, do not spend the entire time planning your session. I know that it may seem like, oh, I've got all this time, I can do this. But if we're really trying to prevent that burnout from happening, you need to take take that at least a good portion of that time and just not do anything uh, with with the game. Sure, if you're getting close to where where you're about to start up again and you need a little bit of time, yeah, take advantage of, the, of it there, but but give yourself some time where you're not doing anything with the game at that point. if you're if you're really taking hiatus.
1: Yeah, you you definitely need to make sure to take that break. And you know, sometimes I find for me, when I do a full break like that, um, and I just stop thinking about it, because uh, uh, for me, when I get burnout, uh, sometimes it'll happen. Where I just stop being able to come up with new ideas. <laughs> and partway through my break, where I've completely stopped thinking about it, I've Taken up knitting, I don't know. And uh, all of a sudden, this idea will come running from across the room and smack me in the face. Mm-hmm. And it's it's you know it's a good way to like kind of refresh everything. But you can still get everybody together, even if you're taking a break and you're not thinking about D and D. You can still have meetups, get everybody together, maybe play some board games. There's a lot of board games out there.
0: Yep, and I mean, if you do board games, it it's, it lends itself to. You still are getting together, but maybe if somebody, you as the DM, maybe you wanted to take a little bit of a step back from the group for a minute, they can play the games. You could be like, "I sorry guys, I know I was here last time, but this time I'm I'm not going to be able to make it. Go ahead and play without me. You're good. Um, Still gives everybody the chance to get together and socialize. But if somebody needs to take a step back for a little bit longer, they can.
1: Well, most definitely, give them a little bit more space because sometimes, like we said above, sometimes it is a player issue, and sometimes you need that break from that person.
0: <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. I need a break from <laughs> you <laughs>
1: specifically,
0: <laughs> um, but you don't want to tell them that, so you just like yeah, <laughs> take take that break, <laughs> um, and and. If, Keep in mind, if you do go the the playing board games route, you still have a time commitment there. So, if it was a if the reason that you're burnt out is is just significant lack of time, um, then you still have a little bit of a time commitment there. Obviously, you're not doing planning and stuff in between the sessions, so may okay, but it also may make your your recovery take longer.
1: Oh, absolutely, especially if you know you just. You just keep hammering at that schedule just because you've replaced D&D with something else. Um, you've you've still not taken the time to actually recover from your burnout. You've just replaced it with something else, something that you don't have to think as hard about. But, you know, if, if time was your constraint there, then you really haven't solved the problem. You've just changed the problem, you know. Yep. And another thing you can do as far as helping yourself is just relying more on your players, um, your players are a wealth of creativity that some of them don't even know that they have and they'll just say things like they're figuring stuff out and you just take that. That's that's yours now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they said it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, relying upon players could be a lot of things. It could just be me- taking off some of the menial tasks that, that are a time suck for you that that you really don't want to do. So... Hey, um, uh, Adam, you're gonna you're gonna manage the schedule from now on. It, it's something that I, I stress out about all the time. So you're gonna you're gonna do that now. You can stress out about it, and I'll just tell you when I'm available, and then you can tell me when we're playing. Yeah. Uh, and and if if the schedule is a huge stressor for you, then that can really help. Uh, you could also simplify how you schedule. We as I mentioned, we do a a monthly game for for my session. And, and at the end of every game, we say, all right, everybody, when do we want to, when do we want to meet next? And everybody gets out their calendar. They look at their calendar. They say, all right, I can't do this date, this date, and this date. Oh, I can do this date. And we find something that everybody overlaps on. We say, all right, that's when we're going to do it. And it's a five minute discussion. So if you simplify it as well, and that could be a matter of, of placing it at the end of your game to do the next session. It could be a matter of having some technology involved, whatever makes it easier for you. Um, that, that could be part of it, but having the player manage that it makes it even easier from there.
1: Oh, for sure. I like that idea about kind of getting everybody to, to reschedule while you have them all in the room. Cause you can like mm-hmm. look at them. It's, it's not like they didn't get the message. You can look at them <laughs> <laughs> be like, open your calendar. Um, but another thing that you can have your players do is is providing descriptions, right, for like non-essential stuff. Obviously, if, if your entire campaign revolves around this big temple, um, you don't want to be like, and Joe, how would you say this temple looks? That's not going to help you <laughs> at all. It's actually just going to make things much worse. Be like, there's skylights everywhere. It's like, no, it's very dark. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> so for non-essential locations because there's so many places and things that people can do in D D, that's one of the best parts of it but coming up with an entire planet's worth of descriptions for all these places that your pcs can choose to go at their whims and fancies can get really really
0: draining mm-hmm. and the same thing goes for things like names of places and and uh, NPCs, uh rather than than you having to to consult the codex of names or whatever you can they can say well what's his name I don't know what do you think his name is? <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a good name. Good, that's his name.
1: <laughs> Letting players name things is incredibly fun. I like I like getting players to name stores and things because mm-hmm. coming up with the names for like 16 different hat stores when you have a player who just keeps choosing to go to hat stores, that's <laughs> it's 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 excessive, you know? And so I'll just you just let them name it and they become more um, more tied to the town as a whole when they've got like a building essentially because they named it. Um, it's like it's like when you find a random animal, you know, don't name it otherwise you're gonna have to keep it. Well, let them name it and now they have to keep it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and and something that you referred to at the beginning of this section was leveraging players' idea, player ideas for for the game direction. And I've mentioned in the past how how players have said like oh there must be a necromancer around and and I took that and said oh yeah there there is now a necromancer <laughs> around thank you for that um but I think you also had had uh, had uh, an example as well
1: I do so as much as you can, like, players will say stuff, and uh, you can definitely steal those ideas. They think that that's what's happening, you know, when they're figuring it out. And also stealing that idea will help them think that they figured it out when they've actually just written the story for you. So it's it's a double win, if you think about it. And yep. uh, But another way that you can get players to help you is, um, I just took over a campaign, and the Players That I got the characters um, came with a bag uh, homebrew bag. It's called the bag of not so holding, I believe. And the way that everybody's been using it is so insanely broken. I need to fix it. And (laughs) (laughs) and so I have to come up with this whole big list, this table of things that it's going to do. Right. And that that's that's a fair amount of effort on my part. But I opened it up to the table. And I told everybody, um, like I said, there's eight players, so that it actually works out really good for this. I said, I'm accepting five, up to five submissions from everybody on what you want or what you think that this bag should do. Um, I'm not going to put every idea in. You know, if somebody's like, it spawns a great worm, I'm not going to do that. Uh, <laughs> you know, I have the final discretion, but it is going to make it so that instead of having to write out a full one to 100 table of items myself and hoping that it works out and hoping that they like it, I'm going to get a lot more flavor. My players are going to be a lot more involved and I don't have to work as
0: hard. Yep. And, and that's a, a great example of, of leveraging those players to build parts of your world that, sure, they may, may submit stuff that you don't take, but they may submit stuff you never even thought of that, uh, that uh, is, is great for the game. Oh,
1: definitely. We aren't the only creative people at the table. We're just the ones saying what's happening. (laughs) Yep.
0: Yeah, so moving on uh, for ways to kind of help prevent burnout is uh, run sessions where you don't have to put as much thought into it. So I know that with the games that I run, they're very homebrew. And if you're running homebrew uh, games, then one of the ways to do that is to just do some published modules. And, and the modules could be simple one-shots where you go and buy a, buy a one-shot from somewhere and run that. Uh, you could even have it be a, a full blown campaign that you're just like, I just need a really big break. I'm still wanting to run the game, but we're just going to do this publish thing and, and I'm going to follow everything that's in here. <laughs> yeah. And as you run it, you may be more open to taking those flights of fancy and, and building more out of it. But you have that that backing to where you can stick to it and not have to put a whole lot of effort into it.
1: Absolutely. And publish mod- modules are great for that. Um. As long as you make sure to like read them and stuff beforehand you
0: know, and know what you're
1: getting into. There's still a bit of work with published modules, um, but it, it definitely takes so much pressure off. There's also those, have you seen them, like the 100 level dungeons? Mm-mm. No, they're, they're books that you can buy and it's just dungeons with 100 levels. Um, it would be a massive break for a DM because it's going to keep your players busy for weeks. And there's very limited role playing. It's It's mostly combat and that's a really really good way to avoid or not to avoid I shouldn't say but to lessen your workload is lots of combat you know because those those 6 second rounds you know like that can really <laughs> chew up an minutes. evening <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, and and by doing that combat, you're not having to do a lot of role playing. You're obviously not having to come up with an NPC name on the fly because they're fighting everybody. Yeah, <laughs> they're not going to be like, "Hey, what's your name?" Well, well I mean, most some players most, may. most
1: don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you still you still end up with those players like I bite him in the face and sweetly ask him what he wants for dinner. It's like, well, I don't what, but uh, you know. <laughs>
0: The answer is always your spleen, just to, to be clear there. <laughs>
1: yeah. And so, and like you are saying with the published modules, you mentioned one-shots. And you can get one-shots that are literally just a couple hours, you know. It takes 15 minutes for you to read through them. And it takes a couple hours to play through them for your players. And you're running them. Mm-hmm. And so, it's actually really handy. I've gone through, I've got a folder on my computer where I've just gone through the internet, I found some single evening one shots, stuff without an overarching multi session plot line. You know, it's not big, it's just a story about a sheep, and it just sits in this <laughs> folder. And if I ever need it, it's there, and I can just pull it out. It's one evening, it can chew up a night. I don't have to worry about it. My players are still going to have fun, and it's just a lot easier for me.
0: I would also say that, that one of the things to keep in mind uh, as, as a way to prevent burnout is really to be open for open to changing things up. Because I think that that burnout can also be related to doing the same thing for a very long time over and over again. And so this same thing may be operating in the same world that you've built. And maybe at the beginning, this was an awesome world. And after time and time and time and time of running sessions, you're like, eh, I'm kind of tired of describing these things that i designed a year ago um so i mean change it up Uh, have the players travel to some new part of the world that's totally different um or 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 something like that that way you kind of get out of the you kind of paint yourself into a situation where you've got this really robust world but you just get tired of it
1: yeah or you get tired of your plot line Um, I know Mm -hmm. one time I had this, it was, I thought, I thought it was short, sweet. It was a good idea. I liked it. It was going to be great. And so I started moving my players through it and we had weekly sessions for a few hours a week. And like, before I knew it, the whole thing had just grown and expanded. It ended up taking a year and a half of weekly sessions (laughs) to move through this campaign that I thought was going to be short and sweet, but it grew into like this massive thing. And as much as the story was good and it was everybody had fun and everybody liked it by the by the last few months i was so over it i wanted to do other things i wanted them to be in a desert you know in a trapped in a cave filling with sand or you know in the arctic anywhere but where they were i was so mm-hmm. bored of what was happening because <laughs> it was planned out a year and a half ago i've known what's going to happen it's it's just it it can get really tiring when you've done that but that's a good opportunity to like you said you have to be open to changing things up you know maybe maybe take another look at your campaign line is there something that you can change a way that you can make it more interesting or a way that you can incorporate something that's currently exciting you into your existing campaign
0: yep and, and I think on the, uh, on the avoiding front, I think if you build out, if you're doing homebrew, if you build out your campaign in a way that you know that there, um, there are plot points in your storyline that will take them to a different part of your world that is going to be significantly different than where they're at right now, that can really help. So in, in the game that, that I've been running for the past couple of years, they started out in this very temperate climate, uh, tree, deciduous trees and mountains and stuff like that. But as part of um, one of the plot lines, they had to go and find somebody who had this item and they had run off down to this, this section of the world that was all desert. And so that meant traipsing through the sand and dealing with all that stuff. And um, as of our last session, they just completed a, a major plot point. But they, they're following a, a continuing plot that takes them to a completely different country that has a totally different socioeconomic spectrum. And, and so these were things that I, at the time, had sort of planned out. But not for the reason of avoiding it. It was just something that I happened to, to plan out. And it's just luck would have it that, hey, this is a great way to, to avoid getting burned out on being in the same world all the time.
1: It definitely is. Giving yourself a, a major shift, like a full change of scenery. It's the same thing as you know, real life is like moving from you know this city to that city. It's, it's totally different, right? And mm-hmm. so that can really help kind of jive things up a bit.
0: Yep, I think the big thing is really just to to focus on getting your brain excited about what you're running, uh, and, and that will really, I think, help with uh, avoiding some of the burnout. If you if you're excited, if your brain is excited, and you like it's something that you want to get involved in, that helps a lot.
1: Oh, absolutely! Like I said before, it's it's a game. You know, it should be a game for you. You should be having fun. That's that's yep. what everybody's here for, right? Is we're all doing this to have fun. And if if you stop having fun, take a step back, ask yourself why you're not having fun. Is it something to do with your campaign? Is it something to do with your regular life? Is it something to do with maybe a player at your table? Try and find out where the fun sucking is happening from and then see what you can do about that situation. And get yourself back to a point where you're excited, you're motivated... And you're just super pumped for the next session.
0: Yep. Yeah. So it, it's a it's a lot to take on, and uh, uh, we we wish you luck. Uh, first off, avoiding burnout because the the best way to to prevent it is is to avoid it in in, in eternity. But if you happen to get burnout, we wish you the best of luck getting getting out of it. I think that's all we wanted to talk about today. So until next time, stay, stay nerdy, nerdy friends. friends. Thanks for joining us again. As always, it really helps when you share the show with friends to help increase our listenership. Send them to our website, becomingdm.com or Facebook. We are facebook.com slash becomingdm. And on Twitter, we're at becomingdm. We'll be back in two weeks. See you then.